Hello and welcome. My name is Ash, and this is my podcast. All about why Catullus is cool. I wanted to make this as a hobby and to work on my own speaking skills and the anxiety I get when I'm speaking. And I thought this would be a great way to do that. So the goal of this podcast is to go through some of Catullus's poems, read the Latin, read some English translations, and just discuss it. I'm not going to go super in-depth um, on specifics or get really argumentative about his poetry, but I just wanted to explore it with maybe some listeners. <laughs> um, before I get into the poem today, I just wanted to give myself uh, my background um, and a little background on Catullus for any I don't know why people who don't know who Catullus is are listening to this, but maybe my friends found this and wanted to listen to it. So, just a little bit about me. I am uh, graduating this semester with a bachelor's in English, classics, and Latin. So, I have about three years of Latin under under my belt, but it's about ten semesters worth and two graduate courses. So, I'm an advanced undergraduate you could say, in Latin. So I have a good amount of experience. I've translated Catullus before for a class, and the poem I chose today, Carmen 99, is one that I've done before. And Catullus, to give a background on him, is a erotic Latin poet who was writing in the first century BC and was from Verona and came from a wealthy family but decided to pursue poetry, much to the chagrin of probably his whole family. (laughs) Um, But yeah, he's really great, and I just want to share my personal love for him with other people and explore why I find his poetry so fascinating. So yeah, um, I'm not going to go in chronological order, just in order different whatever I'm feeling that day and today I'm feeling Carmen 99 so to give a background on the poem it's about his one of the main lovers that show up in multiple poems Juventus and Juventus unlike Lesbia his girlfriend um, is a probably 14 year old boy who it was common in the ancient world in Rome and Greece that men would have sexual relations with little boys um which I'm desensitized to the desensitized to the subject but some people might find it weird um it's just how it was I guess this is why I was like so not impressed by Midsummer because I can it's just I'm so desensitized to like weird things happening in different cultures anyway um but it's about him So I'm going to read it in Latin. I'm going to avoid scansion and meter, or yeah, well, same thing. I'm going to avoid the meter and I'm going to avoid elisions and just read it 
normally. Well, that, that would be normally, but I'm just going to read it non-academically, you could say. <laughs> All right, here we go. Suripui tibi dumludis melite uenti, suaviolum dulci dulcia sambrosia, vera me denoen impune tuli, namque amplius horam suffixum in summa me memini esse cruce, dum tibi me pergo nec possum flatibus ulis, tantilum westri demera sawitii, nam simul id factum est, Multis diluta labella, gutis absertisti omnibus articulis, ne quiquam nostro contractum ex ore manaret, tamquam comictae spercus liwa lupi, praeteria infesto miserum me tradera amori, non casasti omnique excruciare modo, ut mi ex ambrosia mutatum iam foret illud, suaviolum tristi tristia celebero. Quam quonam poenam zero proponis amori, numquam yam post hoc basia seripiam. So, if you've never heard Latin read out before, that's one way to do it. <laughs> I'm not the best, and I'm trying to practice, so. Um, but before I get into some English translations, I just wanted to go over some different rhetorical devices that Catullus uses that really attracts me to his Latin um, meter, not just the subject or the translations of his poetry. And the main thing I really admire about this poem that gets me every time is the last two lines, where there's, if you were looking at this from like an English background, it's kind of like a volta that you would find in a sonnet, where he turns it around and he uses um, co uh, consonants and alliteration to do so. So if you listen to it again, quam quoniam poenam misero proponis amori, numquam yam post hoc basia seripiam, you can get that kind of more serious sense from just the way that the words are read. And I think it's really awesome. And the line before that, um, he, F, uh, I can't remember what the proper rhetorical device is called. I think it's polyptiton, where he uses um, words with the same stem. So here we have in the very end, tristi, tristius. And at the very beginning, we had um, dulci dulcius. So he's using a comparison for both of those. And he's repeating that word, and it just makes such a nice image. And those are the main things that I really, really like about this poem. And another is because I study Neo-Latin poetry in my free time. Um, the first line, um, the first two lines, Suripui tibi dum ludis melite uenti, suaviolum dulci dulcius ambrosia, have been used by... Um, renaissance poets um to like in emulation those very specific lines there's one poem by nicholas bourbon who i'm studying right now and he has one where it starts suripui tibi dum dormis puella rubella um 
Rubella is his girlfriend's name. Um, so it's it has a very specific um, resemblance there, and I think it's really awesome. But I'm done talking about the Latin, so let's get into some English po um, English translations. One website I really recommend, um, if you don't know Latin and want to follow along with me, um, is ruby.negenborn.net. Negaborn, I think. He, this website, I don't know, I'm not trying to gender websites. Um, this website allows you to put Catullus's poetry um, side by side with um, English, or there's like 30 languages on this website. And allow, also, they have scansion. Um, sc like the scanned lines, which is awesome if you're trying to look like look at that. And so I'm just going to read the English translation that is on this website. Give me one second to pull it up. So, poem 99. I stole from you while you were playing, honey sweet Juventus, a kiss more sweet than sweet ambrosia. But I did not get away with it. For such a long hour, I remember being crucified on the greatest cross, and then I apologized to you, but I was not able to remove with any tears even a little of your ferocity. For at the same time it was done, you wiped clean your lips, bathed by many tears with all your fingers, nor did anything remain received from my face, just as if it were the filthy spit of a filthy prostitute. Besides this, you did not hold back from making me miserable troubled by love and tormented in every way, so that to me that kiss changed from ambrosia to a bitterer thing than a bitter herb. Because you put forth such a punishment for a miserable love, never will I after this steal a kiss. So the content of the poem is also admirable from my perspective. I really like the idea, just the image. It's kind of comedic when you get past Catullus's um, personal um, troubles, like relating to Juventus in the scene. But it's comedic because you just see this boy who gets kissed and he's just crying and wiping away. He's just wiping his lips, getting away that kiss. And it's comedic in a way, as a lot of um, Catullus's poems are. And the English also is really easy to mimic the things I admired I admired about in the Latin. So a kiss more sweet than sweet ambrosia, and this translation by Christopher Bradley, also at the end says to a bitter thing than a bitter herb, which works really really well. And if you look in the Latin, it's um um hellebore, um which is the herb being talked about which it's not talking like tristy tristius usually means like a thing that causes sadness or sadness itself so it's like sadder than sad hellebore but the english does a lot better way of trying to express that in a way that's um recognizable to an english reader who doesn't who's first language is in latin you know because we also have a really different relationship with latin in modern day than we did even a century ago 
and the way we read it is so different and it's a really interesting conversation that we could have <laughs> but that's not that's not the place for this i'm gonna go to another translation this one is free on the kindle e-reader library um and i already know i'm not gonna like it and i'm gonna have a lot of things to say about it um let me just read it dear one a kiss i stole while you did wanton a playing sweet ambrosia love never as honeyly sweet dearly the deed i paid for an hour's long misery waning ended as i agonized hung to the point of a cross hoping vain purgation alas no poison potion of any tears could abate that fair angriness youthful as you hardly the sin was an act your lips did many a falling drops dilute which anon every finger away cleansed apace let still my mouth's infection abide lest still my mouth's infection abiding stain like slaver abhorred breath from a foul fricatrice i don't know what that is probably a whore add that a booty to love and misery me to deliver you did spare not a fell worker of all agonies so that again transmuted a kiss ambrosia seeming sugary turned to the strange harshness of harsh hellebore then such dolorous dolorous end since your poor lover awaiteth never a kiss will i venture a theft any more so obviously this is a really old um poem but I chose it because you can notice that the gender is removed um, from the poem. And there's a history in Catullus's writing and other um, lyric poets like Propertius or anyone who writes about having same-sex lover, where a lot of ancient, or not ancient, um, medieval or um renaissance researchers and studiers and translators would ignore or try to write out um the same sex relationship and it's just really funny because it also doesn't make a good translation <laughs> dear one like honey sweet juventus is a very accepted way to translate um what is it? Melite Juventi. Juventi. Um, but just removing Juventus's name in general just changes the whole beginning of the poem to me. And I can't get over it. And I just think it's so funny that it's just so removed. <laughs> the last translation I'm going to read is available on the Loeb database and it, it i'm not sure who the translator is so forgive me once again i will get better at this i promise um but Loeb, the Loeb library um is a really good resource um for classical texts where it has side-by-side -side translation which is awesome so i'm gonna read this one real quick i stole a kiss from you honey sweet juventus while you were playing a kiss sweeter than sweet ambrosia, but not unpunished, for I remember how for more than an hour I hung impaled on the top of the gallows tree, while I was excusing myself to you, yet you could not with all my tears take away ever so little from your anger. 
for no sooner was I was it done than you washed your lips clean with plenty of water and wiped them with your dainty fingers that no contagion from my mouth might remain as though it were the foul spit of some filthy whore besides that you made haste to deliver your unhappy lover to angry love and to torture him in every manner so that this kiss changed from ambrosia was now more bitter than bitter hellebore since then you impose this penalty on my unlucky love henceforth henceforth i will never steal any kisses sorry about my text message <laughs> um so that one is one thing I want to point out, because I think it's funny, is it actually says a kiss sweater than Sweet Ambrosia. <laughs> um, don't know how that one got got through. I mean, I do. It's a huge, huge book that it comes from. But if anyone's listening who writes these books, you have a typo. Um, but I think this is a very good, clean translation. It's unremarkable <laughs> i'm waiting in the mail i bought a couple copies just for this podcast and to indulge in my own love of catullus of different translations and one of them is um they're all from the 50s or 60s so they're all older translations than like what this Loeb one is this one's probably from the early 2000s or probably like 2014 if it'd be after that, <laughs> um, but there's not much variety in these, th these three that I presented, presented today, but this one works very similarly, but one thing that I want to point out is that it does say, then you washed your lips clean with plenty of water, then wipe them with your dainty fingers. But in the Latin, it, oh yeah, it does say flatibus. Um, I thought in my head that it meant tears, but flatibus just means water. Let me make sure I'm not getting that wrong. Oh no, it, it means weeping. It means a weeping. Okay. So that's an interesting choice on the translator um, to do, to choose that and erase the fact that it's tears. I'm so sorry. Um, erase the fact that, it, fact that it's tears that he's wiping away and just calls it water. I think that's really interesting. Um, but overall, I think this poem has... It's really indicative of Catullus's personal, the person, how personal his poems are. And the fact that it's kind of like he's writing this in his diary, like, today I kissed my crush and they started crying. It's very middle school-esque, which is why I like this poem so much. It's just the topic is so funny <laughs> but it's so serious it's it's so melodramatic and I think that's why I really like it and I don't have much else to say but 
his poems about Juventus aren't my favorite. Most of them are about Lesbia and where the role of dominator-dominated um, binary comes in. And unfortunately, that's not really the case here. It kind of is, if you want to read it like that. But it's not as obvious as some other poems um, with Lesbia in it. But I think I'm going to end it there. I hope you had some fun. I had fun. I love talking about Catullus. Um, yeah, so hopefully I actually get this on Spotify, and I will see you in the next one if you choose to join me. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye.